A reading from the prophet Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you, and he let you hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart, then as a man disciplines his son, the Lord also, the Lord your God, disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of fine vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God? Except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We can peace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the Old Testament reading, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Here again these words When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. We've gathered this evening to celebrate a national day of thanksgiving. Indeed, it's not necessarily a religious holiday, but a national day. Because it was 156 years ago that the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, issued a proclamation declaring a national day of thanksgiving. He proclaimed, It is announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations are blessed whose God is the Lord. It has seemed to me fit and proper that God should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged 
as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. So much for church and state not mixing together. But actually the tradition of a Thanksgiving Day goes back way before that. It began in 1619 when a group of settlers arrived in Jamestown, Virginia, and they anchored their ship, they rowed ashore, and they dropped to their knees and gave thanks to God, thanking him for a safe journey and for a new land. And a year later, another group arrived in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Two years after their arrival, the best-known story of Thanksgiving took place, a three-day feast between the pilgrims and the Native Americans. The pilgrims paused to thank God for the safe journey, for the new land, for the plentiful harvest that he had blessed them with. And actually, they were following some other pilgrims in giving thanks. Our text today is about those pilgrims. The children of Israel are about to enter into a new land. They've been led from slavery in Egypt to the land that God has promised to them. They've been on a 40-year trek across the wilderness. And during all that time, God has provided for their needs. Manna, or food from heaven, water, clothes that did not wear out, feet that did not swell even with all of that walking. And now they are called upon to give thanks. They're about to enter this promised land. God will give them the land even though it's occupied by fierce armies. He will give them the victory. And they will have everything that they need in this new, this promised land. A land filled with water and plentiful crops and natural resources. They will enjoy prosperity. But with all that good comes a warning. They may forget where all those good things came from. They might begin to think it's their own abilities or to forget that God has even given them the ability to prosper. And so they are called upon to give thanks and praise to God for all that they have and all that they will have. And that, after all, is why we came here this evening, giving thanks to God for all the blessings that he has given to us. And we have to admit, at times we may forget, thinking that somehow we have earned what we have or that we're getting what we deserve for our hard work, forgetting that everything we have is a gift from God, even the ability to work and the opportunity to do so. And God's many, many blessings, the list could go on and on. He provides for all of our physical needs, food and clothing and shelter, the ability to earn a living, family and friends, the great nation that we live in and all of its freedom. And yes, even with the troubles in our land, it still is a great nation with freedom. Freedom even to gather together in assembly and worship our God. But it's the spiritual blessings that really should cause us to give thanks. A God who loved us so much that even though we were sinners and we don't deserve 
anything that God gives to us, he forgives our sins. Because he sent his son Jesus into our world and into our lives. And Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins. And God gives us that gift. And he promises to us everlasting life in a new and better promised land, the promised land of heaven. And he takes care of us each and every day. He provides for our needs and gives us help and hope for the future. And thank even the blessings here in our congregation, the family of Good Shepherd. And we look back over the last couple of years and we see how God has blessed us by bringing us through the adversity of a pandemic and he's blessed us over and over again as his children. Indeed, it's time to say thanks. But thanksgiving is more than what we do just on one day of the year. Our thanksgiving should be thanksgiving every single day. Thanksgiving becomes thanksgiving first by being content with what we have. So many in our community would define happiness and success by what they have, and they spend all of their time and money trying to get more. But you and I are like St. Paul, knowing the secret of contentment when he said, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Thanksgiving becomes thanksgiving as each and every day we give thanks to God for the blessings of that day and all the days that he gives to us. And thanksgiving becomes thanksgiving when we share the blessings that God has given to us. This time of year, we have food drives and clothing drives and all those things, but really, every day should be a thanksgiving day, as every day we use what God has given to us to help others in need, to share sometimes just a meal, sometimes something a little bit more, And many times we have the opportunity to share something even greater, to share the love of God in Jesus Christ, to tell them also about the God who loves them, who stands ready to forgive their sins and gives them the gift of everlasting life in heaven. Thanksgiving becomes thanksgiving when we use our blessings from God in service to him and to others. So soon our stomachs will be overflowing with food. We'll probably be enjoying a holiday with family and friends. And then Thanksgiving Day will be over. But our thanks living must continue. For the goodness and mercy of God are new every single day. When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Amen. May the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand.